respect, I honor, I love, I favor. Who doesn't want to be in that bracket? And he said, those who are humble in the heart and contrite in spirit, then he begins to say what they are. Now, that is where your sanctification comes in. That for you to be in that bracket, there is some work, sanctification need to achieve in you. These are the ones I esteem, I respect, I honor, I love, I favor. The ones who are humble, who are trembling at my word. Can I get there? That is what sanctification achieves in you. These are the ones he loves. The group you want to be in, right? He loves them, he favors them, he honors them, he esteems them, and he blesses them. He's, in other words, fond of them. And then he says, they are the ones who do the following that sanctification achieves. They do the following. He says, where is my resting place? Has not my hand made all, all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor. I esteem, I favor, I love, I honor, I respect. Those who are number one, humble, contrite in spirit, humble in heart, contrite in spirit, and they tremble at my word. Those three virtues that God is celebrating there, humble, contrite, and tremble at his word, are achieved by sanctification. Hey, that you need this to enter. That to be humble, contrite in spirit, and tremble at his word, that state is achieved by the works of sanctification. So therefore you want this. Can we look at the unsanctified state? Down there he talks about those he hates. In other words, the un unsanctified state. The unsanctified soul. The people that have not passed through, have not yet been processed through the process of sanctification. He says the following about it. Verse 3. But whoever sacrifices a bull and is like one who kills, does a homicide, kills a human being, a murder, and whoever offers a lamb and is like one who does the abomination of breaking the dog's neck, breaking the neck of a dog, and whoever gives grain offering and is like one who presents the pig's blood, get blood from the pig and pours on the altar. And whoever burns memorial incense and is like one who is busy worshipping the Hindu wood and stone, idol gods. They have chosen their ways and they delight in their abominations. Did you see the unsanctified state? Is there anybody who will say in your churches anymore that they don't want sanctification? Just to look at the bracket that is not sanctified and what the Lord resents speaks about them. The hatred. I, he called this abomination. Then you're like, no, I'd rather be sanctified. I choose sanctification. It has now turned out to be the, the true salvation. Without it, you are done. Upange tu virago, ukiongoja ile gari lamoshi, linaelekea gehanamo. If you are not sanctified. So you'd rather be sanctified that you may be having a journey towards the eternal glorious kingdom of God. Because the owner of heaven the same one that takes people to heaven is the same one that takes people to hell. The owner of heaven, where you want to go, is already talking like this about the unsanctified state. Then who are you to just say, no, I will just, he will understand. I know. Now you are seeing the unsanctified state is an abomination. Is idolatry. He is hating God. You literally hate God. You hate him. You don't like God. 
And God also now does not like you because you're condescending him. Hallelujah. The book of Revelation chapter 4. Why do you need to be sanctified? I'm still focusing on just one part out of more than ten parts. Just this one part. Why do you need sanctification? What is the importance? What is the purpose in the life of a believer? A Christian, meaning Christ follower. What is the, wh- why is it important to that person, to the Christian? Wh- what is the importance? What is the purpose? For what? In other words, why? Why sanctification? Right? So can we finish it? Revelation chapter 4. It says, Revelation chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 1 to 11. I may not read there, right? After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I'll show you what must take place after this. If that is the simulation, the emulation, of the rapture of the church, then you need sanctification because one good day, heaven is going to open and God is going to say, come up here. Then you need it. Otherwise you remain. And if that be the case, then he's announcing here that there is a day when the voice will say from the heaven standing open that come up here. After Revelation chapter 1, Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 3, preparing the church. Then now, you hear him talking at the threshold, come up here, and then he begins to talk about events inside heaven. And what is coming later. Of course, with ones here and there, Revelation 16, Revelation 19, still on preparedness, but within the context of the cascade of the events. Hallelujah. If the Bible is saying that this day is coming, when you finally say, my good and wonderful, beautiful church. Please come up here. You want to make sure that you have been thoroughly sanctified that even those what? Ears. What are these for? Hearing the trumpet and the command. Hearing God. That you too may be able to hear that command and go. Those who are not sanctified cannot hear because that voice will be a spiritual voice. You need a spiritual ear. And that ear must have been sanctified. I'm building the case for sanctification. Laying down the case for sanctification. Hallelujah. Sanctification. And then he says the following. So you can read on and on. Because he says, verse 2. At once I was in the spirit. And there before me was a throne in heaven. With someone sitting on the throne in heaven. Again, with someone sitting on it, and the one who sat there had the appearance of a jasper like ruby and a rainbow that shone like emerald and circled him. Surrounding him were 24 thrones with 24 elders sitting on them. They were dressed in wine, finest linen, bright and clean, and had the crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder and If that is what happens there, who would not want to prepare first? It is as though he's repeating the events of Mount Sinai. The thunder, peals of lightning and thunder, fire, smoke. What? Then he's saying, Mark, you is the same God. Then wouldn't you want to prepare thoroughly? 
If you are going to stand before that majesty, emerald, rainbow, crystal like glass, if I read forward, it will be like crystal glass, shining the glory there, the power, the majesty that he is describing. He is describing the unapproachable majesty of God. Peals of thunder, lightning, gurumus are ready. Pow! Things, huh? Wouldn't you want to prepare well so your stomach may be strong? You may need to prepare well if this is the throne before which you are appearing. And therefore the process that prepares you, that is so key, is called sanctification of the soul. 